for me and i think the risk was to let go of the financial benefits mm. that was coming along with the job Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We've got another great episode for you today. So many times in life we get to the point where we're just kind of fed up or even if we're in a good place, we we may want some change. And this person that we're interviewing today, our guest, her name is Prina Sinha. She describes herself as an entrepreneur, a public speaker, a traveler, and a photographer. And she has taking control of her life uh, in such a way that I think uh, we can all learn a little bit of something. So Prina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And what was the thing that you crossed off your list? So the thing that I crossed off my list was quitting my fabulous job. And I call it quitting off because uh, work was very, very important for me. Like I held my job always like the priority in my life and quitting it sounded like know crossing it off yeah so what was tell us what was the job you were doing that was so fabulous that you that you enjoyed so much that you quit yeah so I was in um, HR for about a decade doing different roles and the last uh, job that I did was also somewhere around you know managing speakers and you know HR conferences and HR so yeah fabulous those 10 years were really good doing HR what made them so fabulous for you? What was what was about the job that you eventually quit? What was the, what was it about that job that you really enjoyed and liked? It was about uh, people, like mm. connecting with people, being in touch with people, and you know their careers, their path forward. So always being involved with people around was the major part of the role that I enjoyed all throughout. Yeah, and so if it was so fabulous. What came up that was more fabulous that you wanted to quit this job and do something else? Yeah, I think when I became a mother in 2017, that was the time when I found it very difficult to manage you know, motherhood and um, work because I was also an ambitious professional. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to lag behind there. At the same time, I didn't want my baby to feel you know, sort of uh, rejected. So trying to find that balance was making me, um, you know, quite unsettled in life. And I was trying to find more meaning in life, trying to find something more meaningful that I would do, something that I could contribute to society. And after going through that phase for about two years in 2019, mm. I started my own brand. I own okay. my own yes. That had to be a hard decision. And being an entrepreneur is not easy. It is yes. tough and there's lots of risk involved. Yes. Um, and so what made that decision easier for you? What was, what was the thing that clicked in your head? Like, oh, yeah, this is the time. This is the moment. I wanted space for myself. I wanted time to be in control. And mm-hmm. I thought being my own boss and doing things at my own space, my own creativity, letting it flow would help me. And that's, that's what clicked right. I started yeah. enjoying the journey thoroughly. 
So, so what was it? You had a fabulous job and then you quit yeah. and you, you moved into to kind of um, what I would say as uh, using your labor for yourself right? Yeah. instead of for somebody else. Uh, yeah. I've gone through that <laughs> recently yeah. as well. So I understand that. Yeah. What, yeah, what's, what's, the, what's the main thing about that experience that brings you that same sense of doing something fabulous? What is that? What's one thing in there that makes working for yourself so much better for you than giving that labor to somebody else? I think working for yourself gives you the space in your life. You can find work-life balance. You can do a lot more things that you want to do because you have sort of some time in your control. You can go traveling, you can go photography, you can spend time with your family whenever you want. And at the same time, if you want to contribute to society, you contribute in a better way because um, through my own brand, I'm trying working for the economic you know, empowerment of women weavers in the country. So you know, trying to also uh, bring awareness about Indian tribesmen, craftsmanship. So these things, I think, uh, made it much more meaningful. Because it was something you were passionate about and that, or that you had interest in. And so that made the transition easier yes. than what you had been yes. told or thought or someone said, maybe this would be a good yes. career path for you. Yes, yes. I was always very fond of, so my brand is all about saris, which is an ancient mm-hmm. Indian garment. And I was always very, very fond of it, seeing my grandmothers and my mother and the other women around, seeing them, you know, being so, look so elegant and at the same time, very powerful. So, and I had been hoarding them for a long time. So I thought, what if I try to combine my love for saris and my business together? And it just made perfect sense for me. I just think that's so awesome. I, I love that story. It's very similar to mine um, yeah. because I wasn't podcasting yeah. in my previous, in my previous life, I wasn't yeah. doing this. Yeah. And, and now I get to enjoy just having conversations like this is just so much fun for me. And I'm, I'm grateful for everyone that listens to the show. Um, yeah. but I, I would probably do this if no one listened or <laughs> of course that wouldn't yeah. be a great benefit to my, my guests, but I, but I just enjoy this process. Um, there's yeah. some, some parts of it I don't like. Um, yeah. and so what would that be for you? What are some of the things you, you had this fabulous job, you're moving into doing this thing that you really enjoy, but there has to be some things that like, ah, I don't really like doing that. What are those things that you found? No, I think. I think it's about taking the whole responsibility of running one business on your own because mm-hmm. for its growth or for its failure, you are the one who's responsible. When you are just doing a job, you are just a part of that big system where you know the responsibilities are delegated and there is the owner of the firm who's you know sort of leading the show. Here, okay. the entire pressure, that burden is on you to run the show every night when you go to bed, you're like, okay, tomorrow I have to get this going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, except for a, a couple of months ago when I had a, a virtual assistant, I do it all. I edit, I do the copywriting. Yeah. I, I make the posts yeah. for, for social media, all those kind of things. So I, yeah. I get that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Trying to understand every part of business because you may not mm-hmm. know everything. And unless you know, you cannot expect your people your team to do that work so sort of getting a hang of everything around business numbers finances social media 
you know, marketing, HR, everything about the business is now up to me. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. So, so I would love for you to explain a little bit more about your business and and you know how you are promoting Saris and and how that connects to your brand. Uh, yes. So, uh, Arvin Essence is the name of my firm, and uh, it's an e-commerce platform where we showcase sarees from different parts of India. Like in in India, it's not just one garment; it's it also has different designs, different fabrics, a lot of history attached to it because sarees been worn in India since Harappan civilization. So it's it's very very old. It's the oldest garment that Indians mm. have been, and and it has evolved over the years. So that's what I'm trying to, you know, bring back into, you know, fashion that, uh, you know, it helps women break the norms of, you know, body shaming and, uh, you know, for, you know, just feel free in their own bodies and break those norms. I mean, break those uh, they, they have around them. Explain that a little bit more. Explain what that means as far as body shaming and this garment specifically. So body shaming uh, is very prevalent in, you know, a lot of parts where people talk about, you know, different shapes of the body where you are sort of put down and, you know, made mm-hmm. to think that you're not, not beautiful because of certain color or certain size or certain shape. And, you know, that's what I want to bring to um, focus that when you wear this garment, no matter what, you know, what size, what color, what, uh, you know, religion you belong to you basically are beautiful right so i want every woman to feel that she's beautiful and she's all beautiful by herself she doesn't need all those validations from people around and if you wear this garment you feel that on your own yeah they are beautiful i I do enjoy um seeing the different colors and and the different styles what is the connection between these garments and as people wear them, the history that's involved with them, you mentioned that a little bit. Is there, is there some pride in that? You know, like I have a t-shirt collection, which is nowhere close to as glamorous as uh, sorry, but it's, you know, but, but I have, you know, uh, t-shirts from punk bands from back in the seventies. And there's like some connection of pride when I wear that, that t-shirt is there, is there that same kind of thing with this garment? Yes. It's that sense of pride. It's that sense of, history it's that sense of belonging mm. that you have to this place or to your you know to your ancestors to those women who always wore saris across every every part of india which are very different from each other but still in terms of women wearing this garment it's been the same all throughout throughout history throughout you know geographies everything so there is a lot of pride and belongingness attached to this yeah, I love the word belonging. I think that's awesome. Um, describes it perfectly. Are there different styles depending on where and from what region or is it that are distinct? Yeah, they are distinct in terms of uh, their designs, the patterns or the paintings or, you know, different kind of artwork that has gone into it or in terms of fabrics. So they are distinct from which region of India do they come from? If they come from a place a, a state called Bihar so there is this tradition of Madhubani painting which is very very ancient so that painting that those paintings are done on those saris if you pick something from uh, Lucknow there's something called chicken curry work so which is very specific of that area 
So whenever you pick a certain design or a pattern, you know that, you know, this is connected or this belongs to that part of India. And, you know, if you're yeah. in South of India, you're wearing some sari from North of India, you know that, you know, Doesn't you're fit. sort of carrying that look that okay. you have in North. Do these get passed down? through generations or are is there you know yes, everybody yes. grabs something new yes they do get passed on through generations of course there's evolution in terms of mm-hmm. draping or maybe colors or certain styles but the main garment remains the same that it's six yards of the sari and and mostly the way it's worn and it's it's been passed down the generations so there hasn't been much of and that's why I say that it's always connected back to roots, no matter mm-hmm. how many years we've come far away from Indus Valley civilization or whatever, the garment has remained the same. With- Is there one thing that you dislike about making this transition from working for somebody else and using your labor for your own purposes? Yeah, I think working from somebody else would keep you more uh, free in terms of you know, like you've done this job, you've come back home, so it gets over. But when you work for yourself, mm. you have to take care of every bit of it. Like I said, uh, initially also, you know, even if a pencil is missing or a big part of the job is missing, you have to be responsible. You have to make the show run. So that's a great piece of understanding for people that want to do this. Um, Let's go back to the quitting of the job, though. If someone is in that position where they're, they're having those same thoughts you did four or five years ago, what what would be the one piece of advice that you would give that person that's like, oh, I think I'm going to, I'm thinking about this, but then I like my job. What's the one piece of advice that you, you would give that person to say, um, you got this? Uh, I would say take that risk and explore what's more in life for you. Because sometimes when we do a particular job over the years, we forget to explore the world, which has so much more Mm -hmm. in terms of work, in terms of exploration, in terms of, you know, the roles that you can play. So give yourself that chance to, you know, explore life or work in different ways as well. And of course there is risk involved. So be ready to take that risk. Mm -hmm. What was that risk for you? For me, in, I think the risk was to let go of the financial benefits mm. that was coming along with the job. So, yeah. But there is a risk every time you quit a job and you want to do something of your own till the time that gets settled and, you know, picks up. But And there are other types of risk that, you know, if you have a family, you have to take care of them financially. And so there is risk, but be ready to take that because life has so much more in store for you. Yeah. The, the paycheck has some certainty to it. Like, you, you, I mean, yeah. you can all, yeah. most states you can get released from your job, not for any yeah. particular reason. Um, yeah, yeah. They call it right to work, which I don't understand, but um, uh, really means right to fire. But, but so, so there is some stability though, in getting yeah. that paycheck to paycheck. And, right, and right. sometimes people get trapped in that. I, right. I get that. Right. Prina, what's one, what's something else on your bucket list that's like completely different than quitting your job, starting your own business? What's something completely different than that, that that you're looking forward to or think that you might like to do? Yeah, for me, it's skydiving. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, because I've done all other adventures that I could do in India and you know Southeast Asia, but I'm yet to do go for skydiving. It so, is on my bucket list. Are you afraid of heights, or is it, are yeah. you? In, you are. <laughs> yeah, so that would really be like crossing it off my list. Is there a specific reason? I mean, do you want to get over that fear, or is it just you've done other adventure, adrenaline type stuff that that you like that's taking it to the next level? Yeah, it's both actually. I have done so many other adventures that I want to take it to the next level by doing that, and at the same time, I also want to overcome that fear of like jumping off and yeah. height. Wow. So, yeah, I, uh, my partner's done it. I have not done it. It's not on my yeah. list. Um, okay. <laughs> and part, part of that's just because it's a control thing. It's like, if I want to do, if I'm going to do that, then just let me jump out. I don't want somebody strapped yeah. to my back, you know, but I understand <laughs> the safety things are the, that yeah. go into that. But it's just like, we're just kind of, yeah. if I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that out moment when own. you have to sign that you are responsible for your life or yeah. you know, something at stake, that moment, you just... Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Um, where can people find out more information about your brand and what you're doing, and and how can they get engaged with you? Uh, so yeah, they can come to my website, which is www.myurbane.com, and they can also find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram. I'm there everywhere. So any message uh, through messages, they can reach me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing today. I greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, congratulations on quitting your fan, your fabulous job um, and to taking your labor in for yourself. And uh, Thank we you just, so much. Yeah, we appreciate you being here today. I hope I can inspire people around with, you know, by making them take risks in life and also exploring life. Awesome. Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. (laughs) 